your host, Sierra Cornell, and welcome to Songwriters Unblocked. With new episodes released weekly, the show is an in-depth exploration of the songwriting process. I interview writers from all genres and backgrounds, and we have conversations on the ins and outs of inspiration, effective storytelling, overcoming writer's block, and more. From the nuts and bolts of songwriting theory to the emotional side of putting your hopes and fears out into the world, I go deep with each one of my guests to uncover what it means to be a songwriter. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the episode. Sophie Turax, pronouns they, them, is a 22-year-old queer songwriter and artist originally from Seattle, Washington, currently based in Los Angeles. With a focus on concept-driven, left-of-center lyrics, they write in a variety of genres in addition to releasing music on their own artist project. Hi, Sophie. Welcome to Songwriters Unblocked. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Great to have you here. So the first question I ask everybody is what was the first song you ever wrote? Ooh, I think that there were like definitely some strange songs before the first song I actually wrote. Mm -hmm. Like there, I found a video the other day when I was like, I think nine or 10 of my best friend and I, we wrote a song about eating an entire jar of pickles in one go. (laughs) It's like things like that. (laughs) It's like technically maybe that's the first song that I ever wrote, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> the first song I actually wrote um, was when I was, I think, like 15, and it was called Whatever Happens. And it was like, whatever happens, happens for a reason. Deep. <laughs> really deep. I wrote but it on, true. <laughs> but true, I guess. I wrote true. it on the ukulele during my, like, 2016 ukulele thing. Right, right. Of course. Everyone mm-hmm. had one of those. Never, yeah. Mine was yellow. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. I also had a riptide moment. You know, you got to go of through course. all Of course. Uh-huh. Ingrid um, Michelson. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. All of her songs mm-hmm. on the ukulele. <laughs> You've got to do it. Um, but I think it was that one. I wrote it in Montana. I was at, like, my family's no home. And I was feeling – I had written a lot of poetry, and I think I was feeling extra pretentious. And I was mm-hmm. like, let me take my ukulele, <laughs> put this little one to song. Um, but, Yeah. I ended up making like a really bad garage demo for it, a garage band demo for it. Oh, yeah. Which nice. exists. Can we hear it? Oh, my God. <laughs> I, want, I want to make like a secret playlist for this podcast of everyone's first <gasps> like demos. You should. I feel like that would be humbling and inspiring oh and just a great collection to have oh you should do it you should do it i'll send mine to you I'll yeah if you want you. the secret um yeah. playlist uh let me know in the comments because really i i feel like that would be in high demand you have especially to when like oh of course okay yeah see i didn't like record any of my stuff mm-hmm. until much much okay. later like i did i didn't do the garage band thing yeah. it was yeah. very scary to it me is, i mean it was it I didn't, it didn't go well <laughs> when I did do it. But, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So these, you know, these first little kid songs where we're writing about pickles, right? Mine yeah. was, um, my baby brother was born when I was seven and he had hiccups a lot. So I wrote a song called Hiccup Baby. Hiccup Baby. <laughs> that sounds like an indie band name, like Hiccup Baby. That's so hey, true. Hiccup Baby. Hey, hey come, come to ever- our shows. We're on band camp. <laughs> We're only on band camp, guys. If anyone wants to start an indie band with us, let us know. Literally, because I would be down for a hiccup baby indie band. Let me know. Yeah. So you know, like these first songs that we write that are like kind of half songs, and then um, 
we eventually at some point write like our first real songs. And I put that in quotes um, because, you know, what, what is, what is a real song anyways? um, And, you know, everyone I think has different stages and it's so fun to hear what everyone's answers are to this because I, I just think it shows so much about how we grow over time. So I'd love to know, you know, from, the pickle song to yes. the you know angsty ukulele song to where <laughs> yeah. you are now yeah. walk us through um how have your songs changed what have you um how have your goals shifted with it as well yeah I think that I I definitely so started out as like writing things for fun and a lot of the little songs like the pickle song came with like videos that I would edit to them like little movies um well fun yeah which is fun um so it started out as that and then I think once I started writing like my angsty poetry is like a way to get things out I kind of like married that with I'd grown up playing like classical piano Mm -hmm. so and I hated classical piano yeah um as much as I wanted to like it it I would never practice or do anything right it feels too constrained so like marrying that with being able to like put all of my little feelings into words was really nice Mm -hmm. um so I started writing more stuff like that and then on the ukulele um and there was like a period of time where I was like I'm never going to do this for a living it'll just be my embarrassing little hobby yeah that no one can know about um but um I then started like putting stuff up on YouTube a little bit which has been wiped from the internet by the way if you look it's not there (laughs) sorry to say but when I moved out here (laughs) yeah I had to purge the internet like (laughs) because <laughs> one of my students found no, me no. on YouTube. <laughs> he was like, oh, that one song was so good. Stop and I it. was like, oh, no. You st- I'm, I'm glad fan. that you thought it was good. But then I realized what was up there. Oh, and it was well, there's this one account that I had with a friend and her phone number. Oh was attached to the Gmail account that we posted it through. It took See, months for me to get this down. No. It was a nightmare. Oh, gosh. But anyways... Okay. It's sad that we can't see this, but I also totally understand. (laughs) Such a a huge bummer. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I started making like garage band demos a lot. Um, Yeah. So there was a lot of that. Um, Lots of beats that were not good. Mm. A lot of them started, they were like weirdly lo-fi beats for a while. I was doing like jazzy chords with like lo-fi beats. I think the like first sample pack I got was like a lo-fi beat sample pack. That's great. Which doesn't make any sense with the style of music (laughs) that I make um, or especially that I made then. Um, But I like used that a lot. And then I um, went to like I don't know. I, I There was a period of time where, like, I went through, like, a weird relationship in high school and I didn't write for, like, two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I went through my first little breakup and I went to this songwriting camp, like, directly after um, called Idlewild, which was great in California. And we were only there for, like, three days because an arsonist set fire <gasps> to the forest, like, oh. next to it. What? Was it not great? And you can look it up. The, the, the nice thing, too, is that the mayor of the town is like a golden retriever. Yeah. And they have like a golden retriever I've mayor. Heard of this. His name is yes. Max. I don't know what's happening with Max right now. I think there's been a few Maxes. Okay. Like, like carrying right. on the Max legacy. Yeah. Uh huh. But with the, in the town with the dog, it was like in that, and it was through a school. It was really cute. Before we had to leave because of arson, <laughs> <laughs> it was really great. I like, I was. 
um the school itself is like so pretty and I was in a bunch of different um little baby sessions with like a bunch of other people which is so Uh. cool um it was really neat so I did that a little bit and then I was like oh I'm doing this like for college and I applied to like other places for poli sci (laughs) but then I was like you know I'm gonna like throw out a few music applications just in case and then um I ended up going to college for music which is kind of when it got more the songs became they went from jokey to like angsty to I don't really know to like a little more career oriented (laughs) (laughs) right right I feel like that that career oriented shift is important yes. if you're gonna be out in LA <laughs> doing say, it. I think yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. think honestly that I had yeah. that shift until like two years ago. Yeah. Like it's a weird shift to make because there's yeah. like a weird amount of like, I don't know, it feels big, but in a fun way if it's something that yeah. yeah. I think you start to realize the reality of doing this for your career where it's not that like you like I think a lot of people feel boxed in by it Mm -hmm. but for me it was actually really freeing because I was like oh wait I have a purpose I have a point like there's a reason that I'm writing these songs and like it's not just to you know fulfill some like creative desire which I think is still valid and I think you still need to write those songs but it also felt very pointed and I still feel that when I'm like writing with artists where it's like okay I have a mission like I'm writing a song about this story for this reason you know and it's going to help this person's career and I just found a lot of like excitement and purpose in it when I did make that shift it's special yeah 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 and I think you you know there's you can still obviously write your your pickle songs <laughs> there's always the pickle there's songs. always gonna be the pickle yeah, songs yeah but at the same time like just being realistic about what songs are going to fit in the lane that your career is yeah. if if you know if that's what you want you know be realistic about the songs that are gonna yeah, fit in that yeah. lane yes yeah oh, pickle songs some people i like sometimes i want to do a side career of like children's music where i'm like maybe i'll just write pickle songs also i think you would be so good at that especially because you, you work with babies now no i do i do work with babies that is my side gig so maybe it, like that's the things that i have like a way of getting the baby songs to the babies you do you have, have a direct, direct in in to so the babies if ever if anyone ever wants to make baby music if you want to make baby i music, do want to make baby music let's make baby music <laughs> i think it would be great i had written like um in college, I had written um, with two of my friends a children's musical about frogs accepting change because their pond dries up and they have to move to a new pond. Oh my God. And I loved it. There's like it's sometimes I, I love writing like for artists and I love writing for myself and kind of whatever goes. But there's something about writing like for kids things that is just the sw- it's just it, it makes my soul happy. So. Yeah. Yeah. I love it because you it's can't really think too hard. No, exactly. You can't think too hard about that. And you're. Again, it feels purposeful. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, we're going to teach kids about change exactly. through frogs. Exactly. <laughs> and I feel like the, like sometimes I get this little voice in my head where I'm like, oh, I feel like I need to say things sometimes in like a way that it's never been said before. And I'm like, I don't feel that with children. I'm like, how can I say this in a way that just feels good, even if yeah. it's even if it's a little cheesy? Because yeah. it's supposed to be, which I think is cool. No, that's so true, though. Yeah. I Especially when we're you know trying to write meaningful stuff and it whether it's our own experiences or somebody else's experience and you want it to 
you have all these like expectations for what it can be and you're really wrapped up in the whole this works this doesn't work kind of (laughs) what's gonna what's gonna go um is it a hit (laughs) yeah exactly Exactly. kids you know kids, anything everything's no a hit right no yeah. expectations yeah exactly yeah. one of the um songs that we play the most at my work we open every class with like everybody clap mm. and it goes everybody clap your hands clap your hands clap your hands and i'm like you really can't go wrong with a good everybody clap right you know There's you just have to clap your hands it. you just gotta <laughs> clap your hands you just gotta clap your hands yeah no a hundred percent so we went from pickle songs to some more like <laughs> angsty garage band demos mm-hmm. to real songs. Yeah. Kind of in music school. Yes. And how did you kind of get to where you are now from college? Yes. So um, when I went to Berkeley, I was like, I'll go for songwriting. I didn't realize I was auditioning on voice when I auditioned on voice. And then they, because I did, I just, I'd, I had never really taken singing lessons before. Like I had maybe like a month before my audition mm, or something like yeah. that, just in case I was like, I need to be able to like not sound horrible because <laughs> I'd mostly like written and sung to myself. So I was like, I can't, I don't know. Um, but I ended up, I auditioned on voice, I guess, because I played on guitar and I was like, I guess I'm singing on voice. I'll say voice. And then they said, you're admitted for voice. And I said, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I like got to Berkeley um, and I it it was you don't get to like take songwriting classes right away. I was taking voice classes, though. So I was like like, my voice lessons. And I was like, this is not what I want to be doing. Like I do like singing. But I had like a lot of imposter syndrome surrounding that so I was like writing songs and then having um like my friends sing them oh, which is okay. the coolest thing ever because I yeah. never had like anyone else sing my songs before that's awesome so um my friend I remember I wrote this weird it was almost like an early 2000s like like pop R&B ballad I don't know what it was <laughs> but um I had my friend Tianon sing it and they did like such an incredible job and I remember like watching that there was a video of them singing it and I was watching it back with them and I would like brought me so much joy I'd never like seen anyone Uh. sing my music before so it was really cool um and that um kind of through that I started like writing more and then through different like um I had like class ensembles where I would be like Mm -hmm. writing things um where like sometimes other people would sing them which is super cool um and then I took the um Cara Diaguardi camp mm-hmm. thing at Berkeley classic classic <laughs> Berkeley pipeline um which is funny I had written like I had two songs that were like because I had been writing a bunch of folk stuff and I was like oh no I need pop for this like, I need something pop adjacent or yeah. I'm not gonna get in this right. class with my like weird really long form refrain songs <laughs> so I was like I don't think she's gonna like this um and I had written one weird dark pop song that was like modal for a harmony class as a final it was like my harmony for a final sounds like, like a harmony for a final sounds like a harmony for a final <laughs> but it was a weird I wrote this weird like sexy dark pop song that was modal and I was like my poor <laughs> harmony teacher had to listen to this that's hilarious um this like beat that I had made and everything was strange um and then I had written this like um really like stripped ballad about like drinking that I had mm. written and I submitted them both and I was like they're not gonna like the drinking one but they'll like my little pop song yeah I don't think they like the pop song they only like they only my, like, like the drinking, <laughs> one. drinking one um 
but I like started the class because of that and that was kind of like the I had had one kind of like fluke session when I was like 15 that um I had been doing like a weird acting tangent and I had um met um Sherry Short through that Mm -hmm. um an incredible writer but she had like I had flown to LA and we had done like one session together with the producer and I had done that and that I was like 15 then and then I then got into the like weird relationship and I was like I can't songwrite so that like (laughs) derailed me from the session thing but this was kind of like back into like session sessions where I was getting my stuff produced out by like other people which had never happened before it's kind of like a crash course in LA exactly yeah yeah, which was really nice um the first song like the first week of the Kara class um the song that I did that week ended up being my first single that's like really? the first song I put no out way. yeah um it's called things you do to me but I had um written it the like first session of it was with um Willie Sinclair and Lindsay Dunn for the for the care class and then later Grace Meredith came on um when we finished it for like first two and like just wrapping the song up but um I had done that and I was like on such a high from like all the different sessions and mm-hmm. I was like oh I think I could do this. Like, like this is real. Yeah. yeah. This is great. So I started doing that all the time and then writing in like Berkeley sessions outside of um outside of the class itself. Yeah. Which is great. And then um I had ended up doing with those demos because now I had like I was like, I have pop demos now. I can yeah. like, do things with them. I had um submitted to like the Berkeley a and R office hours, yeah, which was like yeah. a newer thing. And then that was kind of that was how I met like most of the people that I work with now like out yeah which is kind of crazy yeah so I was like writing doing all that and then I dropped out like a few months after the carrot class I didn't know you dropped out I dropped out yeah whoa um, crazy went a little bit like too long in Berkeley to justify dropping out like I was (laughs) part-time for like a lot of it yeah um but I was there for like two and a half years and then I dropped no way yeah no idea I'm moving to LA I know like three business music business people now I feel justified You're like I can do I it like I'm I know getting a publishing deal right in the next week right away <laughs> which is like ridiculous um but um yeah so now I've been out in LA for like a little bit over a year and yeah I'm like doing you're doing, doing it you're yeah. doing the thing so yeah. for our listeners that don't really know how sessions and all of this works in LA walk us through it what do you do on like a day-to-day basis how do you meet more people I mean you know you got a lot of your initial connections through Berkeley and through this class but Mm. um once you got out here what'd you do oh gosh well I like on a day-to-day basis now I'm in sessions like most days um I don't have a lot of people out here have like publishers or management um I don't have any of that yet. So I'm I'm flying by the seat of my pants. But um I so Aren't I'm, we all though? No, it's so true. Um I'm scheduling like all my own stuff, but a lot of the people that I work with, like outside of Berkeley, I think the nice thing about LA sessions and things is that I find that like everyone wants to help each other and like mm-hmm. if the music is good and like people just like your vibe and like hanging out with you, then I feel like it kind of like spreads. So like totally it's like making friends professionally. Literally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like lucky enough that I get to work with like a lot of people that I just like, like spending time with and that I also write well, like you, yeah. which has been so great. I know it has been. And it really is like, um, I think one of the first like Jesse and Friends shows, yeah. Jesse and Friends, for those of you that don't know, is a um, 
it's a songwriter showcase um, that Jesse Thomas hosts um, at Hotel Cafe in it's LA. Great. It's like the most like crazy thing because you have songwriters who have written like the biggest songs yep. ever, and they're just in this tiny little room, and out. like you yeah. would never have unless it's the Grammys. Like all of those artists don't show up at one no, spot exactly, ever, exactly ever. No, no. But you can have all of these songwriters in one room, and then they just like it's leave so and walk special. down the street, and like you would never know that they've like changed history. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so it's like the coolest thing. But I remember one of the first shows that I went to when I moved here. Um, I think I don't remember who it was, but one of the writers who was performing um, was just saying how, you know, this is the coolest thing ever because she just gets to write with her friends. It's so cool. You know, like you just get paid to like talk about your feelings and write with your friends. And I was like, it really is that. Like, it's so, it's wild. I mean, it's not, it's not straightforward. It's not like an easy ride, but I think like the actual work itself is so fun. It's really neat. Yeah. It's really great. And I think like there, there's just so much joy in it. And like you, there are definitely wonky sessions. Like sometimes right. there's weird ones. <laughs> yeah. But like the good ones make it so worth it. Like the grind of it. That it's yeah. So nice. Like when you're I think especially like watching everyone kind of like come up together and like do all of that. There's so much work and so much time that goes into it. And songwriters get paid never really question so, mark <laughs> question we get paid can someone let me know if i'm gonna get paid if I, yeah. no um but there's like there's so much like stress in that and it feels like there's a lot of pressure i feel like that it's so nice to be able to like the work of it is really just like sitting with people that you connect yeah. with which is so cool and so special um so that's been really nice. It's been like a lot of that or um, I've gotten like my, my musical gets sent around or it'll be like, I feel like a lot of the, um, I don't know, It's it's been really nice. There's kind of like a weird mix also of like um, a lot of the times I'll do sessions sometimes that are um, like for pitch. So I'll be like writing with the hopes of maybe another artist cutting it eventually, right. which can be a little aimless. Like if you don't have a publisher like pitching yeah. or all of that. So that's its own game of sorts but um it's that or like writing for artists or like uh writing if you have your own artist project like I do mm-hmm. that sometimes here and I have written yeah for mine, which has been really yeah. cool um but um yeah it's kind of a mix of like those days for sessions and things um I think it's really cool I I love a lot of oh another big thing for me in like LA sessions has been TikTok it's been mm-hmm. massive for me um like sharing songs that I've written even if they're for a lot of the ones that I end up posting are like for my own artist project but like having other artists um and songwriters that I can connect to like on social media like Mm. I've made so many friends from that and I've gotten like a lot of my sessions end up being people that I've like run into on social media which is super cool tell us more about that yeah Yeah. um I know a lot of people who use social media in that way but how do you reach out to people um that you don't know if you're into them you know like what's that like because I know it scares a lot of people to just cold dm I mean I'm sure not everyone responds no it gets a little embarrassing sometimes (laughs) because some I send a lot of like I've sent a lot of cold dms um and because it sometimes it'll be like sometimes you can message people that you're like mutuals with on TikTok or like I'll, I leave a lot of comments on people's mm. stuff just being like oh my god I love this and then a lot of the times then they'll like click on my page and then then we'll they'll follow me or like we'll be mutuals or something like that but 
sometimes I will send I will send cold DMs to people on like Instagram or because you yeah. can't really always send yeah. those on TikTok. on TikTok. It doesn't work. And yeah. you know, sometimes you get responses, which is really special. I've also had like I've had a few people that I've messaged who are like songwriters that I look up to. I've just been like, can we get coffee? Yeah. Like talk. Like I really love your stuff. And I like have been able to meet with some people that I really love because of that. But then it gets a little embarrassing sometimes because I'll like send things like that and people won't respond. And then I'll like have to meet them awkwardly. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't know if they like missed it or if they do know that Did it's they me ignore that they me. ignored. And then yeah. I have to be like, hey, and then I don't know whether <laughs> to mention it or not. And it's awkward. Um but yeah, I don't know. The cold DM thing is interesting because I also like it's finding the balance of like, do I send you like a playlist of demos right. along with my like mm-hmm. elevator pitch of myself? That's also just a hi, I love what you do. It's a weird mix of things. Um, but on TikTok, I've found that like the people that I end up being mutuals with, I, I usually just message them. I'm like, I love everything you do. <laughs> a lot of that. Yeah. Um, and then we just kind of chat. And like sometimes I just end up hanging out with people. Sometimes we end up writing. Sometimes we don't. And they, you know, we reach a weird cold DM stand where it just fizzles out. And then I'm mm-hmm. like, Whoa. but um, it's been it's been really cool. It's been like to have a community online also, like in person and in sessions and everything. And then also people that I you get to connect with. Um, and like see what they're putting out and also posting on TikTok can feel really really a like a soul sucking yes. <laughs> so knowing that everyone else is also going through that and like having people like comment on your stuff and you're coming on their stuff or you're just hyping each other up because it feels so nobody dismal. likes it no one likes I don't think it. I've talked to a single person who's like yes I love posting no, exactly. on TikTok like yeah it's I think it's weird because it's you do it for fun, but you also do it for work. So I'm yeah. kind of at a point where I'm like, yeah, if I'm going to post, I need to not do this for fun. Like I cannot associate this platform with entertainment. It no, needs exactly. to be purely business. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think I definitely like it's a weird amount too, where I, I'll like see my screen time at the end of the day. And I'll be like, how much of this can I justify his work? <laughs> right. Also like, like, like I'm researching, I'm going through my for you page and I'm watching other people's content strategies. That's exactly what I'm definitely not just watching videos <laughs> for hours. Even. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. And also seeing people like so much of, um, like for other artists and stuff, like having them tease your stuff on like TikTok is really interesting too because you're like wa- waiting along, being like, please, please TikTok. I yeah. hope they like this one. Or like people who have like TikTok followings that are like want to get into music is like right. a whole other genre of artists that I feel like I end up working with a lot mm-hmm. in LA too, which is interesting. Yeah. yeah it's fun. Yeah. yeah. No, TikTok is big and I feel like it's where a lot of sessions kind of start, yeah. you know, because labels or managers or publishers will find people off of TikTok and then they'll put them in sessions with you and then it's almost you're in to their relationships if they like you and um, it's it's a bit of a starting point for for a lot of people. It is, which is really nice. I think like so much of this industry, like everyone says the thing where it's like, oh, it's all about who you know, but like it is so true. So much is so true, but TikTok gives you like an in that I feel like, you know, like a chance, um, 
to kind of connect with people in a way where you yeah. might, you know, there was a lot of walls before and there still are. Yeah. And it's not even about having a lot of followers. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what I've learned recently is it's about your portfolio. Yep. You know, yep. it's, it's a place to put your portfolio that people can find yep. and they exactly. can find you independently of whether you reach out to them or not. Exactly. It's, you know, if you just had a bunch of files on your computer, like yeah. you have to give that to somebody, yeah. but yeah. TikTok is a place where they can find you and yeah. yeah, which is super great. And I think it, it's not only a portfolio, but it kind of proves that you're like a human being. Yeah, Like I've talked about this uh, with some other friends before where like you need to look real yeah, on social yeah. media yeah. or like nobody's going to, not that like if you met them in person, obviously yeah. you know, that would yeah. be different. But if you're like somebody recommends you, they're going to check yeah. you out on Instagram or TikTok or exactly, whatever before exactly. they, you know, agree to a session with yep. you. Yep. So it's more proof of life in addition to, you know, being a exactly. place for your portfolio. Exactly. Because I feel like that's the other thing about LA sessions is that so much of it is about like, also the like vibe that you have in sessions and if people like working with you um I think sometimes that like I found that that can like your ability or like you know your songwriting ability or all of that like it can be like just as important as like if you're easy to work with or totally like yeah you seem like a cool person totally can hang out and it won't be awkward if we're like stuck in a room for six hours together right so right yeah. Um, I think that's nice for social media too is that you can be like, okay, this person seems like a person. They seem friendly. Yeah. 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 Um, which is good. Which is Definitely. And I, if you, I find that when I'm working with artists, just letting them feel heard mm-hmm. is a big part of it too where, you know, not only are you cool, but you're also just listening to them. Exactly. Like so many people have told me like, oh, these songwriters just want their thing. Yep. They just want, you know, they think they know what's best for me. And, yeah. you know, maybe the the artists aren't writers, so their ideas might not be the, you know, like the way that they have like an image in their head. It's, it's kind of like striking a balance between like yeah. what is going to make this song go exactly. and what is this what does this artist want to get out of, exactly. you know, their story? Yeah. It's really interesting. The like balance between, cause sometimes it's like, what is best for the song? Like, what is like, am I going to go through my little, like, I don't have a degree. If I had a degree, <laughs> am I going to go through like the technical thing of what might work? Or right. is it about, you know, like what resonates with the artist and like also all of that. And I really do think I, I usually fall to the artist thing. Cause I feel like then people feel better about like the art that they're going to be like putting out and performing and all of that I'm like I you know which I feel like feels more authentic a lot of the time than if I'm like you must take this pre-chorus melody this way Uh (laughs) um but yeah I do think I it's it's really cool working with artists and like Mm -hmm. the different the social media aspect of it I worked with um an artist the other day and they were like I just knew when I saw your TikTok that we were just going to, like, get along. Like, whether or not, yeah. you know, we ended up writing something that, like, worked or not. Um, they were like, I liked your stuff, but it's also, like, I just knew that we seemed like we had, like, a lot in common in terms mm-hmm. of, like, who we are as people, which was cool. So, like, it worked that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is nice. So. No, it really is. It's almost like, you know, if you went to a job interview, they're kind of, like sussing you out to yep. see if you'd vibe with the workplace yep, like exactly. social media is kind of like the interview <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah which is neat yeah. yeah so being a songwriter is a weird job it like, is a strange like one. it's strange yeah. because you're I, a lot of people 
come to this through being an artist Mm -hmm. and you only see the artist. So part of the reason I even started this podcast was just to have more songwriters kind of talk about what songwriting means because so much of what we see is just the artist and that um, that world. Yep. There's much less on the writer. It's so true. Yeah. So in your experience, what has been like the importance of songwriters and mm. being a songwriter? Like what kind of value do you think songwriters provide and how does that just affect you in your life? Yeah. Yeah. I think that like for me, when I first writing like when I first started writing songs the like power of being able to put something that you're feeling like into words and like articulate that is just like so special and there's a whole nother level of it when you're writing for other people that's like it's almost like therapy like you're like therapizing a little bit but in a really cool way where it's like you can take someone's experience like an artist's experience and you can help them like put that and put it into words in a way where they feel like connected to it and like they haven't been able to like express that before that I think is like super special so there's the layer of like you know having the artist put that out and having it resonate with other people but there's something just like so special about sitting with somebody and having them be like oh my god I've been like trying to say this thing yeah and I couldn't have said it you know if we weren't like sitting here and you know which Mm -hmm. is so cool yeah Um, it's really cool the back and forth of that I think is really special and it's just like so personal like to have somebody let you into their world um and like share about themselves and like their experiences in a way where it's like like the responsibility of like their art is just like so cool um and I do think that there's there's something really special too about writing for people that you're friends with also because you already have like a view into their lives a little bit which is cool because like there's there's the different balance between like working with people you've never worked with before if it's an artist and you like go in and you're like okay hi nice to meet you tell me about the depths of your soul yeah right <laughs> right uh-huh um or like if you know if you know somebody a little bit better and you've had like you're either friends with them before you've had like a few sessions um just like the natural flow of being able to just like understand where they're coming from yeah is really cool um and I also like I don't know it just makes me so happy I'm so happy when people are like happy with the things that we um make just because there's like a layer of pride where I'm like I just like it being able to like help somebody in their like artistic journey just makes me so excited and there's also like I love um being a songwriter and listening to the songs that other people have sung because a lot of the times I'm like I don't want to hear myself yeah do my own thing and like sometimes I do but like listening to like demos where it's like all of my friends and I have made this and it's like our little child and like having an artist sing it is just so cool yeah you're Um, like whoa that just takes on a completely different life yeah which is really neat and I do love that yeah I totally agree I have this artist that I've been writing with. She was literally the first session I ever had. That is so cool. Yeah, where I was like, you. It was like you're the writer. She's the yeah. artist. You know, write something. That's cool. <laughs> um, so we've been working together forever, and I know so well. Yeah, what is going to resonate with her now? Exactly. That we can. We barely have to talk. Yeah. Anymore. Yep. I, you know, it's unspoken. It's, it's unspoken it's and so it's so cool. it's it's such a a different way of relating to people yeah. too, where it's so like 
unless you're a therapist, like literally nobody else just sits down with you and tells you these things. And you get so nuanced and I think you, you get to understand just people and humans better. Um, it's, it's a strange thing because you're like, I'm not here to fix your problems. No. You know, yeah, like yeah. you can't go into these conversations yeah. and be like, well, this is what I think you should do about it. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> exactly. that's not the point. The not song isn't advice. like meant to no. be the solution to yeah, the problem. Exactly. The song is just meant to like go into the problem yeah. in a different way. It's like a snapshot. Yeah. It's a tiny mm-hmm. little snapshot of whatever this person's experienced yeah. or you've experienced. And it's it's very cool. It is really cool. Yeah. There are definitely like it's interesting too because like whether you're clicking with people or not, there are like times where it goes really well where like I this is the hard thing about songwriting sometimes is that I feel like when things go well and when I'm able to like help an artist articulate what they wanted to say, I'm like, this is the best day ever. Everything's mm-hmm. great. But if I go into a session with somebody that like maybe I don't click with super well or like we haven't written together before and we just have different paces of things or like mm-hmm. I've never experienced anything yeah. like what they're talking yeah. about in the song is that like if I don't I, if the artist isn't like super excited about it, I'll be like, oh my gosh, who am I? I know, like, oh my god, I suck. I will never write another song again. I'm like the last thing. It's so funny because I feel like there's little like with this, at least for me, there's like pockets of just like pure joy that I will get after writing an incredible song. Like there's nothing like it that I feel like I'm going like pocket to pocket of those things. And when they're like tough session days or like, you know, you just don't click with somebody creatively. I'm like, this is the end (laughs) of me. I don't know what to do now. Um, And it like always ends up working out. You know, there are just some people that you work well with, some people that it's like just not a great fit. As as like literally even from like a friendship point of view. Like, oh it's yeah, kind of the same. Like oh my life experience, you know your life experience. We just don't like click in that way. It doesn't. Yeah, matter. it's it's rare to have like really bad sessions. I think, yeah. but it is going to happen, it and is. it is inevitable. Yeah, and I don't think the point isn't to resonate with everyone. Exactly. Like you know, in a way we we're kind of like interior designers. <laughs> Like you, somebody's going to hire you to design the inside of their house based off of their preferences in their style. style. And you have the knowledge and the skills to do that. But not everyone's going to vibe with your style and you're not going to vibe with everyone uh, with everyone's style. Like if somebody wanted, you know, like cheetah print design, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'd do. I don't I don't like that. I guess I'll try, but I... (laughs) But I, I might not be the person just, for the it. Print you're for. <laughs> you want all cheetah print inside? How do I pick like, the right cheetah print if I don't like cheetah print? Do you want it to be colored? Exactly. Do you want it to be... Do you want, like, do you want a splash or a do you want sp- cheetah print everywhere? Because I don't know. <laughs> right, much, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. On the other hand, if somebody wants like a little like, you know, plant vibe, mm-hmm. like, you you're know. Like, I'm there. I know which here. plants. You want we can brown. You want green. You want earth tones. Exactly. Like, I'm so here for you. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great metaphor for that. <laughs> it's really good. It's so true, though. It's, yeah. yeah. I think I do think that like bad sessions are rare. But they do happen sometimes. Yeah. And I think you learn through them. Like some of the the worst sessions that I've had have always been good learning. Very true. Moments where I can say like, oh, 
you know, like this, I, I learned how to interact with like this kind of person through this experience or, um, I got a good sense of what this genre is like that I'm never going to do, but at least I know (laughs) what it is. I've experienced it now. Yeah. 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 Um, a lot of it ends up being like, I feel like like personality management sometimes oh, yeah. which is really interesting like going into a room of people like who have never met before and like kind of being the like glue um is really interesting like so even when sessions are bad it's like okay now I know I you know that's like one way like in in this room where like that vibe just didn't work like how can I make this like a safer place for everyone where people feel like totally like that like it's more well-oiled and like there's a rhythm to things yeah yeah that's something I've talked about a lot on this podcast mm-hmm. is what is your role in the room yeah. and learning the room dynamics yep. as like another skill exactly. of being a songwriter because yeah. I've been in sessions where I'm leading, yep. you know, yep. and it's it's very much on me to direct the whole process. Exactly. Yeah. And there are other sessions where the artist does that or yep. the producer does that. And I think you, you get really good at reading personalities yep. and getting a sense of when things are off track, how do we redirect? When do we need to take a break? Exactly. Also, knowing when to call it. Yeah, knowing when to call it and also knowing when people need to eat food. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's a big thing because yeah. a lot of LA sessions will start at like one. Yeah. And people will like, like I mess up the timing of things yeah. like when you're running around and doing all the things. And I was like, I was in a session the other day where we hit like, we started at like two we got to like eight. It was like a longer one because we like chatted for a lot of the beginning of it. And then um, the artist looked at me and was like, I know that we need to like finish this chorus, but like I just need to eat dinner. Yeah. <laughs> it's like me too because nothing is coming right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it really is knowing when to call it. Yeah. Um, and also like being ready to like take on whatever role like I'll like if I'm like okay, I need to be prepared to lead this session even, even if I'm not going to mm-hmm. like I'll go into like rooms most of the time with like a bunch of different concepts and like different ideas and like references mm-hmm. and I will just like feel it out as I go I'm like do I need to th- well which one should do I need to do or do I need that at all or like does the artist yeah. have a seed that they want to work on or totally yeah. totally I think it's about being prepared for all of those scenarios yeah. and then honing in your judgment to choose exactly which path yeah. you're gonna take yeah, exactly I've been in sessions with artists where it's very clear that they don't want me to be there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there. You know, I'm like, I don't need to be here. Like if I, anything I say, if you're just, you know, like there's a lot of the time where like, if they don't need a writer and there are a lot of artists who like don't need a writer, like I'm just going to say what I need to say and I'm going to say it in the way that I'm yeah, going to say it. Yeah. And you're just like, I can just hang out, I guess. Right. Or they do need you. Yeah. And they're not really into it. That's true. And that happens it's, frequently yeah, to me where yeah. their manager has forced them to be yeah. with me or they're, their people are yeah. telling them you need writers you need a, you and they little... don't want anything to do with that because they think they can yeah. do it by themselves. Yeah. And I've found my, my approach now is to validate and gain yeah. trust and then kind of like, yeah, then be like, maybe this, like maybe this would work or yeah. I hear what yeah. you're saying. And it sounds like, you know, this is the way this is where your brain is, but maybe we could say it like this. Exactly. Yeah. And managing the artist's expectations mm-hmm. along with, I, like I said before, you know, yeah. what is like the direction of the song and then also yeah. the 
direction that the artist is going in because it's all it's all an emotional game yeah. really yeah. and being able to feel out what's going to be received and what's not because sometimes if you come in too strong and the artist shuts off immediately yeah. like you're not going to get anything no, out of that so be, yeah. yeah it's it's a delicate balance it is it is a very delicate balance. but you learn over the course yeah. of sessions doing more and more you'll start to realize what works and what doesn't yeah. work and yeah. when you need to either you know step forward step back yeah. all of that yeah exactly yeah I think too like um the like sessions that I have that don't go well now usually it's because the person that I'm working with has never done sessions before yeah so they don't like know the rhythm yeah. of it which is like it's a weird like job it's a weird thing to be in and yeah. like share that and like be in a room with people that you don't know and like if you're not used to that it can be disorienting and like mm -hmm. strange, especially if you have your own rhythm of like writing by yourself, totally. which I think a lot of like a, a lot of younger artists that I work with do. Yeah. Like new to like coming to LA and doing all of that. Mm -hmm. um, and then other sessions that I have that don't go well, a lot of the time I'm like working with like men that are older than me. Um, mm. And I don't like have the clout yet for people to be like, oh, like you to always take me seriously. Yeah. Um, so there's the there's like that layer sometimes too, which is really interesting. Totally. Yeah. That's a weird one. Yeah. Because when you're in a room with people who have more clout than you, mm -hmm. they're not always better. No. It doesn't mean no. that they have great ideas all the time. And it's not that they aren't competent, obviously. Like yeah. I think if you, yeah. you have – success there's a level of competency that comes with that yeah, but exactly. it's also like you know not everyone's gonna have great ideas like yeah, all, all the, the time. time yeah yeah um, or like in specific contexts exactly like, yeah, in exactly. specific contexts in specific genres at that yeah. time of day like yeah. it so depends yeah. so how they're feeling how yeah, they're exactly. feeling and I think finding a way to say what you think yeah in rooms like that where you do contribute yeah, exactly. and feel like you own your place there because you're in the room there for exactly, a reason. Exactly. Like if they yeah. have this hit or that hit, great, but they're still people. Yeah. They're still exactly. people at the end of the day. Yeah. And it doesn't do anyone any good if you just keep your mouth shut. Um, Very true. Give it space. Yeah. Feel it out. See what angle people are coming from. Exactly. Yeah. And then put yourself in there where you feel there's an opening and yeah. not being scared to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Very true. There have definitely been times too, where it's like you kind of have to go through a journey for the idea to be accepted. The journey's not always ideal. Like I'll like, there'll be times where I'll suggest a line in a room with like a group of people that are like older than me that I don't know super well. Um, and that it, like once again it is primarily this there's also the like weird like man non-man kind of standpoint of it for me right. where, like I'll say it and I'll be the only like non-man in a group in a whole session and I'll say a line and everyone will ignore me in silence right. and then two minutes later one of the other guys will say the exact same line yep. and all of the guys will go whoa yep that's a great idea yeah and I'm like if that's what it takes to get the idea in the song then we can do that too yeah, like sure whatever works whatever for you works whatever for way you. you need to hear as long this as, it's song, yeah. as long as i get I'm my like, cut that, yeah exactly i was like if you needed to like sit with it subconsciously for a bit and then rehab the idea yeah then i understand that also. oh yes um but I think that, too, I feel like with that kind of thing or, like, with people where you might ha not have the same, like, amount of cuts as them in a room, I think, like, the more that you work with people and they get to know you, I feel like the more 
people can just like respect your songwriting process which is really cool yeah like it goes away from like the like cloud of it like it yeah. doesn't matter if I have a certain amount of Instagram followers after the couple of sessions mm-hmm. people are just like okay I like respect you as a writer and I know that we can right. make something cool together yeah, which is cool like I think a lot of those sessions are more for the next session exactly. like you do the first session to establish some sort of relationship and for then sure. you do the next session to like for sure. write a, a song, the song. <laughs> write the right. song I, there's also yeah. like the interesting in between of like like going into a session and navigating writing with another writer versus writing with another artist is yeah. like completely different totally totally um, different so it's it's really really interesting i find that like most of the time it's the weird like dance of things in that way when it's like with another writer um because there's like there's people have their own way of like going about things and I feel like there's a it's weird own like behind the scenes competition sometimes with like writing which is funny because it's all like like eventually like an artist is going to cut it no one will have any idea that they've written it but there's its own um its own thing within the writing aspect of it but I feel like when you're able to find groups of people that just like feel good I feel like that's the most valuable thing there's Absolutely. definitely some ups and downs in between that yes yeah. many ups and downs many many ups and downs. <laughs> one of this okay. just came to my mind as you were talking just about producers like you know you want to strike a good balance between like the producer writer dynamic mm-hmm. because I don't know I've there's this one session and I I know this producer like decently well yeah. and we've worked on things together like a few years ago and I okay. knew the type of like personality and person that he was and we didn't really vibe but I was like okay it's been a hot sec yeah we've grown we've maybe changed it's maybe it's different and it was not different and <laughs> no. we were <laughs> in a session and he just kept giving writing advice and it was me and another writer and him yeah and I would say something and he would be like, oh yeah, that's like almost it. That's almost it. Or like I would like mess around with melodies and he was yeah. like, no, 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 that's not it. And I was like, I'm just trying on ideas. Yeah, I'm just like, like yeah. give me a sec. Yeah. Give me, me a sec. Right and it was like kind of the thing where I would have an idea and then he would be like, no, 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 it's more like this. And then he would say it, but it would be like super cliche, like yeah. really simple. And you're yeah. like, no, that's not it. <laughs> and you just don't know what to do. Cause like he literally like the entire time just had like a guitar loop and like like maybe I think it was like sort of the drum loop it wasn't even like a full thing and he was just there like trying to write the song yeah, and I was like you're dude like, you're no. not a writer like, like yeah. step back yeah, yeah. step back know your place there's like, definitely like some producers crazy. are writers and some producers don't write at all right and then some producers don't write but like want to write but don't write it's like a weird in between and yeah. there are some producers also that are incredible writers but like won't share stuff won't share some things yeah and I'm like come on like, like if you, you got know, an like, idea like please yeah. tell me something. yeah like, I have um I have like a few friends who are like I mainly producers but I know that they write on the side too but like they're like no I just like I don't want to share my ideas yet. And I'm like, I know that they're good because I've heard what you do. Yeah, like, yeah. like, we can write together. It'd be great. It'd be mm-hmm. wonderful. Like, please share. But then there are other times where, like, there are producers who are not writers but will be – but will write. But will try to write. And are, like, really yeah. – they. And I think – I don't know if it's because producers are used to running sessions a lot right. of the time. Is that, yeah. like, they're, like – they'll kind of, like, take a hold of the writing process also yeah. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but – yeah, it's interesting. And it's so person to person. Right, yeah. right. Totally. And I think it's a 
a, a bit of a, a testament to the idea that we were talking about before of knowing your what skills you bring to the table yeah. and what roles need to be filled yeah, and exactly. what roles don't need to be filled. Exactly. And being able to be honest with yourself about what your strengths are yeah. and what you need to work on and letting yeah. the other people in the room kind of bring out certain qualities in you. Like sure. I know that if I'm in a room with like a really good singer, like they're going to probably handle most of the melody yeah. and that's cool. Yeah. Or like I will use, what they have as a starting point. And this is especially true, like in R&B sessions where it's so melody driven. And so yeah. like, you know, we're going to like Frankenstein this melody together yeah. before we yeah. even get to lyrics, exactly, yeah. um, which I don't personally love doing. Yeah. Um, but it is the way that a lot of those sessions go. Yeah. Um, being able to kind of take more of like a, an overhead view of that mm-hmm. and like guiding the melody be like, okay, maybe we could try something a bit more rhythmic or, yeah. you know, go higher at this point. Can we add, you know, some more interest to this one section or whatever it is? Yeah. And like, maybe I'm not the one behind the mic singing, but yeah. I can at least like guide that. Exactly, or maybe yeah. I don't need to guide it at all. And they're coming yeah. up with awesome stuff. And I'm like, yeah. hands off. Like yeah. you, you go yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'll be here when we Take need to put words to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, um, I think you know, whatever stage you're at, whatever role you take, whether you're the artist, the writer, the producer, mm-hmm. like being able to look at your strengths and say, this is why I'm in this room right now. And yep. these are the qualities and the skills that I need to bring to the session yeah. um, is a really, really important thing if you're going to be in sessions Agreed. all the time. Yeah. I think also knowing when, like, I feel like a lot of the times, like if you consider yourself a lyricist, like you might go into a session and like your lyrics just don't work for that artist yeah and like knowing when to be like okay maybe i'm not the lyricist for yeah. this session and then yeah. letting somebody else do that or like same thing with melodies it's like you might be like the only melody person and the person for melodies in one session and then the next session like those melodies are just not the artist's yeah. taste at all yeah you know which is so interesting and it's also so interesting also like setting up sessions like planning for that also being like okay wait i think this writer's melodies yeah great, you know um which is like so much of the like A&R aspect of it too. But I feel like there's like a knowing that you have as a person who's been in the room with mm-hmm. those people where it's like you can set up and like like create kind of um, environments like with certain people that like will work really well because you're like, oh, I know this person's lyric style yeah. specifically. It's not just yeah. like you're throwing one random lyricist in one random right. uh-huh. top liner in a room. So it's like it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that is yeah. – definitely the benefit of ARs and really their job yeah entirely yeah. is yeah. to look at the strengths of the different people in, in the rooms that they're setting up and yep. and put people where they think they're gonna do best at and I've definitely had ARs who put me in sessions where it's like just see what happens yeah. you know like no, you're exactly. like the so only true. writer that can do this right now like <laughs> I just need you there we need a person we needed a human being <laughs> to no, show literally. up to the room and literally. you're like great I'll yeah. be there yeah and then other ones that are like way more intentional yeah. where you're there for like a really specific purpose exactly, yeah. and you got to be fine in both situations because exactly. they're both going to happen. You got to be ready. I think that's too. Yeah. I, I think a reason I work with a lot of younger artists also is because a lot of the writers that are more established, like on publishers rosters are older. So yeah. like having somebody who's younger that like an artist can feel like they can connect to in a room yeah. is like such a big thing. And mm-hmm. then it, that from that, it's like nice because then my stomach is growling. As I'm <laughs> <telling>. <laughs> 
do we need to stop and get <laughs> like, food do we need to call it for food <laughs> maybe <laughs> no um but um there's like going in with younger artists there is a nice um like having somebody who they can relate to in a room where they don't feel like they're just sitting there with a bunch of adults trying to talk about like Absolutely. their life experience. Um, Cause that can be really scary. It is really yeah. scary. Like it's already intimidating to like go in. And also if you're like, if you're the artist, there's already like a certain amount of like pressure, pressure on you for that. Yep. It's like, what do you want to say today? Like, what are you, which is its own thing. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, having somebody like I usually there are sometimes where I'm just the person that's that age of the person, even if it's not my genre mm-hmm. um, from like a comfortability standpoint. And like sometimes it ends up working um, for the artist, like my style of things. Um, but then, you know, there are other times where it's like, oh, that ended up just also being like, oh, I was able to meet that producer because I ended up with that. You know? Right. And it all like it all like happens in a way and it works out. Yeah. Yeah. And I've gotten sessions through other people in the room that I didn't think would ever turn into something. So you, yeah, like the artist is always going to be the focus if you're writing for an artist, but Mm -hmm. everyone else in that room is potentially another session. And like, I don't know, a few months ago I had done a number of sessions with this producer and he's a really just incredible keys player. Mm -hmm. Um, but he's, you know, also does some production stuff, but he was in that session because he was the keys player. And he hit me up like a few weeks later and was like, Hey, I've got a whole bunch of beats. Like, you know, I want to w- work with you yeah. cause you're a writer yeah. and I really like what you did in these sessions. And I just hadn't like, it never crossed my mind that like yeah. I would end up in more sessions because of yeah. him. Yeah. And it's so true. You never know what That's person really cool. in that room or is going to hear the song yeah. a, and then B, like what kind of network they have. And maybe exactly. that session that you're in isn't your vibe, but it's like totally you know your vibe matches someone else someone else in the room and then you end up in a completely different area because of it so they can like think of you later too like I've had sessions where I'm like oh maybe they just didn't like this writer and I like you know maybe like we weren't a great like clicker like you know we'll just work together Mm -hmm. that like one time and then I'm like "Eh, you know that'll be the last session but then it'll be like oh they'll think of you like later on like months later and they'll be like oh I think you would be great for this which is great because it's like oh like I feel like everyone has like we have like a little database of like yeah, all of the people totally. um, yeah. that we worked with because it is, it's new people every day, which is crazy yeah, on its, its weird. own. Yeah. 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 And it's doesn't necessarily mean that if, you know, the people aren't jumping out of their skin after yeah, that one yeah. session that they're not going to call exactly, you back or yeah. that they don't have somebody else on in their database exactly, that they yeah. think you're going to resonate exactly. with. Um, so I think all of this is just to say, like, you never know who's in the room. You never Mm -hmm. know what your skills are going to be good for, who they're going to resonate with. You just have to go into every session with an open mind and also a really clear idea of what your strengths are and be able to read that in relation to the dynamic of the room. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So tell us what is on the horizon for you. What do you have coming up? Anything you're excited about? Um, yeah, I, I mean, outside of like the interesting thing about this, like waiting for cuts to happen, I feel like it's always like, you never know what's going to happen. I don't like to get, (laughs) I don't like to get excited about things until they've happened. Yeah. So, you know, you can't, you can't always things like brewing, but are they brewing? Right. Is how I feel. Um, I'm like, I'm excited. I've been writing, um, 
with my good friend Aida um, for her artist project, Yay. which has been really cool. She's like one of my favorite writers ever. She's an incredible writer. Um, and I'm so... I, I should ask her to be on this. Yes, you should. Because she would be great. Um, yeah. But she... I, I don't know. I, because I respect her so much as a writer and just as an artist, like it's been incredible to be writing for her project. So like we have some songs coming out on her project, Yay. which is really cool. Um, and then I, yeah, I don't know. I think it's interesting. I'm in my like mode of trying to figure out if it, like what publishing might look like for me right yeah. now too. So I'm kind of yeah. like, I'm in that dance, but I also don't have like, I'm waiting for the cuts that are brewing. Yeah. So I'm like, do I have leverage yet to right. sign a publishing deal? No, <laughs> no, I don't. It's a really weird spot to it be in. It is a weird place to be in. Which I feel like we could talk about this for like another oh 30 gosh, minutes. Yeah, no, like, there's so much there. It's, it's weird when you're, your skills and experience don't match what is yeah, in the world. Exactly. And then you don't, you're in like this limbo space where you're like, I promise I'm good. Yeah, I like I promise, exactly. I promise I write good songs, yeah. but like you don't have proof. Exactly. Yet. Exactly. And it could take years to can, get, yeah. like get that proof. Yeah. And it's just a strange, exactly. very, very strange thing. Cause you have no control. Like you no. go into the session and it's, this is very freeing mm -hmm. that you get to leave the song in somebody else's hands but yep. it's also frustrating because you have no control you exactly. don't get to say when it's released how it's released exactly yeah. if it's released at all period mm -hmm. like you yeah. you just have to let, leave that up to the universe and the gods and the stars and whatever exactly. and just hope that someday somebody releases it's one of your songs maybe <laughs> and can you release one of the good ones would be great right yes too. please release huh? one of the good one of ones. The good ones would be nice um, yeah. yeah and then yeah i'm just trying to figure out next I feel like it's the kind of thing where like I just I do the same thing every day not the same thing I'm doing something different every day but like I'm in sessions every day yeah it's like, like the same it is the same same it's thing the same idea yeah. <laughs> yeah um um but it is really just like kind of waiting for something to stick and then also like just trying to like worry about what is in my control yeah um but yeah. I love what I do so I'm like I'll wait years if it takes years I'll figure it out yeah but yeah, yeah. Well, you're well on your way to figuring it out. Thank so you. thanks for chatting with me. Thank this was you so for great. Me. Um, this is great. Tell everyone where they can connect with you on the internet. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, all of my social media is at Sophie Truax, which is S-O-P-H-I-E-T-R-U-A-X. Um, and yeah, you can find me anywhere. That's my artist name too. If you want to listen to my little artist project. Yes, go listen to their um, project. But yeah, hopefully... There will be other things released by other people soon that you can also listen to. <laughs> and oh, yeah. maybe someday the secret embarrassing first song playlist. Oh my gosh, yeah. You'll get to hear I'll Sophie's send, Pickle song. I'll send, pick, oh, I can send you Pickle song or I can send you whatever happens. I'll oh, I, wanna, I want both. Personally. I'll send you the, the movie that goes with Pickle song too. Oh, please. I actually, yes. I might have it. I can show it to you after this. <laughs> yes, I so badly want to hear Pickle song. It'll be great. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, truly. Another great conversation with Sophie. We talked about using social media to network, how to navigate difficult sessions, and the value of having a songwriter in the room, along with so much more. So go follow Sophie on Instagram at Sophie Truax. That's S-O-P-H-I-E-T-R-U-A-X. And check out their music on Spotify. 
Also, let me know what you thought about this episode on Instagram and TikTok at songwriters underscore unblocked. And if you're interested in more from the podcast, sign up for our weekly newsletter, Songwriter Sundays, where you'll receive weekly insights, episode updates, songwriting prompts, and more. Link in the show notes. This is Songwriters Unblocked. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.